Welcome back to the Encounter Radio Show with Bill Reeser on 99.1 FM Life Changing Radio, WJMM. So grateful for your support. So grateful that you tune in to this radio uh, program each and every morning on this amazing radio station. I'm so grateful for uh, those of you that email me at bill at thehopeencounter.org. I'm so grateful that you show up. By the way, we're doing a Christmas series at Encounter every Friday night on December 3rd. Uh, December 11th and December 23rd. I want to invite you to come free dinner at 530 service at 630 at 1301 Brandon Road. Don't want you to miss it. Yesterday on the Encounter radio show, we talked about our response to God's love and finished work. And we talked about all that Jesus did for us on the cross and what what should be our natural response to the finished work of Jesus Christ and what he's done for us. In other words, what does it mean to really examine ourselves to see whether we're in the faith, to, te- to test ourselves, as the Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians 13.5. So what does it mean to respond to the love of God by surrendering my life and will to Jesus Christ? In other words, what does it mean to really give your heart to Jesus? A lot of people really have a hard time answering the question, am I a follower of Jesus? Am I saved? Am I gonna, when I die, uh, do I know where I'm going to spend eternity? And when I meet my Father in heaven... And he asked me, on, on what ground should I allow you to come into heaven and my kingdom? What is going to be my answer? Well, this radio show is going to help you answer all those questions. And these are the steps that have to be taken to know that I am a Christian, I am a follower of Jesus, and I will pass that test on that day. And you know, it's a big question that people have been asking since the beginning of time. In the book of Acts, Acts chapter 16, verses 30 and 31, a jailer in the city of Philippi put it clearly when he cried out, what must I do to be saved? Paul's response to the jailer was significant. He said, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved. You and your household. Well, fine, you think, but what does believing actually mean? Well, I think it starts when you can put your name on Romans 3.23 that tells us all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. You see, in the original Greek of the New Testament, the word used for sin was actually an archery term. It meant to miss the mark. So if God's perfect standard is the bullseye, how many times have I missed it? How many times? Probably millions. Maybe just thousands for you if you're listening. Maybe a few dozen for those of us that are really, really good. But the Bible says if we, if we break one law, we're as guilty as all the rest. So according to God's flawless standards, no human has ever hit the mark, ever. We all have a sin problem. We all miss the mark. Some of us may be farther off the bullseye than others, but none of us have hit it. I always tell people, it's not how good you are. It's not how bad you are. The most important thing is how forgiven are you? And yesterday we talked about what, what Jesus did for us on the cross gives us the ability to, to say, I am forgiven. That changes everything. That's a game-changing statement. So why do we miss this simple truth of missing the mark? Why do we miss it? Because God's mark means absolute, total, complete, flawless perfection. James 2.10 puts it this way. For the person who keeps all of the laws except one, except one, if we break just one, is as guilty as a person who has broken all of God's laws. So there, I mentioned it and I just read it off in scripture. Now maybe you think, You can do something to earn God's approval. No, there's nothing you can do even on your best day to pay your debts, to get into heaven. 
There's nothing you could do to settle the score. We're all guilty and stand in need of a Savior, someone who could take our sins away, someone who can make things right. Well, enter Jesus Christ. Look at Romans 3.22. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. This is true for all of us who miss the mark. That's why they call it the good news. Friends, I wouldn't trust the best 10 minutes I've ever lived in my life to get me into heaven because my good works are never enough. It's when you come to God and say, I know I have a sin problem. I know I've made mistakes. I realize I need a Savior, and I want you to know I'm so sorry for the way I, I've lived like you don't exist. And I want all of that to change. You know what the Bible calls that? Repentance. It's a word you don't hear often today, but it's the first recorded word to have fallen from the lips of Jesus after he began his ministry. Matthew four seventeen, he preached this message everywhere he went. And the message was simply this, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. See, the Bible tells us that God has commanded all men, everyone, everywhere to repent. In Acts 17, 30, it says, in the past, God overlooked such ignorance, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent. For he has set a day, this is the day I was talking about earlier, when he would judge the world with justice by the man he has appointed. And he has given proof of this to all men by raising him from the dead. So let's dive down a little deeper. Repent is a pivotal word. What does it actually mean? It means to change or to turn. It's like driving down the highway and pulling a U-turn and heading in the other direction. More than simply being sorry, it's a word of action. See, many people feel remorse for their sins, but they never really repent. You can feel miserable for the way your actions have wreaked havoc in your life and still not be broken. You can continue to use. You can continue to drink. You can continue to get angry, to purge, to gamble, to have sex outside marriage, to look at porn, remain bitter and try to excuse and justify it all, and all the while be completely miserable, but brokenness. True repentance, true godly sorrow is a decision to say, I am sorry for the pain that I've caused others and you, God, and I'm turning away from my sin and turning towards you. See, remorse is being sorry. Repentance is being sorry enough to stop. Repentance is finally agreeing with God about what you do and stopping the madness of self-justification. The Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 7.10, Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret, but worldly sorrow brings death. While repenting is turning from our sins, faith is turning our hearts and lives to Jesus Christ. You see, when we do this, we open up our lives to the healing, recon reconciling, restoring, uplifting grace of Jesus Christ who loves us in spite of ourselves. Romans 10, 9 through 13 tells us how to ask him into our lives. It says that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And as the scripture says, anyone who trusts in him will never be put to shame. For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of, of all and richly blesses all who call on him. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So you need to know that God is into public declarations, which is why he chose to let his son die publicly. Jesus himself said in Matthew 10.32, 
Whoever acknowledges me before men, I will also acknowledge him before my Father in heaven. But whoever disowns me before men, I will disown him before my Father in heaven. So what does it mean to really believe? Well, this kind of faith means you realize that Jesus Christ is the very Son of God, that he's the one who loves you so much that he died on a cross over 2,000 years ago to pay the penalty for your sin, then rose from the dead three days later. And it's God's desire for you to believe that and ask him into your life so that you can let his life define your life. But believing is not just to have mere intellectual assent. To believe is to not simply acknowledge the facts that a good man named Jesus Christ was the Son of God, and he lived, died, and even rose again. James 2.19 puts it this way. You believe that there's one God. Good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. See, to believe runs deeper than that. As the word is used in the Bible, to believe is to put your trust in, to cling to, to rely on, to love, to obey, to submit, to surrender. See, when you say, I believe in Jesus Christ, you're saying in your heart and verbalizing with your mouth, I realize my need for a Savior. I will put my trust in, cling to, and rely on Him and spend the rest of my life loving Him back, which means obeying Him. You see, there's a difference between making Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. So many people just make Him their Savior, but not their Lord. And He wants to be your Lord and your Savior. See, the word believes, the word believe also implies letting go of something. If I'm clinging to one thing, I'm letting go of another. If I'm trusting and clinging to and relying on God, I'm letting go of my sinful ways, my selfish ways, my prideful ways. And I'm deciding to walk a new way. And I'm not ashamed to tell anyone that that it's Jesus that I'm walking with. And I'm getting out of my mess and I'm walking towards that cross. See, the prodigal son could have repeated his refrain, I'm no longer worthy to be called your son over and over and over again. He could have said it the rest of his life and remained separated from his father. But he did more than repeat those words. He acted on them. He got up and he started walking. I had to do the same. Friends, if you're listening, you have to do the same. And when we do, we hear the same words that boy heard from his father. Welcome home. See, aren't you glad that Jesus said we don't have to have it all together to come to him? He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. You know, you're right in the middle of this Christmas season right now. And I know that so many of you are struggling. It's a hard season. It's a hard year. Uh, We have so many expectations of what Christmas is supposed to be and so many of us get disappointed because we take our eye off the prize and the prize is a babe in a manger that came to save us from our sins. I want to challenge you and invite you today. Come to Jesus. Come to the cross and you'll find a new life. In Psalm 91, it's real simple. God says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call upon me, I will answer. I'll be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them, and I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. Notice that God says, you have to do your part, and then he'll do his part. You call, he answers, that's it. It's really that simple. And it's so important to understand that in any rescue operation, the rescuer gets to determine the means and method of the rescue. You don't get to determine how you are saved. It's not up to you. It's up to your Savior. 
And Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus doesn't say he's a good way, a nice way, or even the best way. He says, I'm it. If there was a plan B, God wouldn't have to send plan A to earth to die for you. So if you're going to be saved and have all your sins forgiven, there's only one way it's going to happen, and there's only one person you can call on, and his name is Jesus Christ. If you have never believed and received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I'm here to tell you that you don't need a lot of faith to believe in a big God. And the two most important questions you'll ever have to answer in your life is who is Jesus and who do you say he is? It's a conversation that Jesus was having with his disciples one day. Who do people say the Son of Man is? And they replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah, one of the prophets. But watch how he makes it personal. Look at the words of Jesus. But what about you? He asked. I know what others are saying, but who do you say I am? If you've never prayed a prayer with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, please pray this prayer out loud with me right now. Father, I'm a sinner. I have sinned against you, others, and myself. I repent of my sins, and I turn from my sins. I trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of my sins and the free gift of eternal life. I believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, that he died for my sins and rose from the dead so I can live with him forever in heaven and for him here on earth. I acknowledge Jesus as my Savior and my Lord. And it is my desire to love you back by fully devoting my life to you. Fill me with your Holy Spirit so I'll have the power and grace to live the life you planned for me thousands of years ago. Thank you for loving and forgiving me. And thank you for welcoming me into your family and making me a child of the one true King. If you just prayed that prayer, congratulations and welcome to the kingdom of heaven. And thank you for tuning in to the Encounter Radio Show. Once again, thank you so much 